What's up, Taking Sides family? Today we are welcoming Bryce Jurgi to the studio with us. Bryce, glad to have you here. Pumps to be here. Bryce's better half, Nellie, is not with us today, sadly, but she will be with us on a future vlog. She's out of town today. Future yeah. podcast. We're podcasting right now. Future podcast, right? I always say vlog. <laughs> We Bryce. might do a vlog at some point too. We've been, they've been, you've probably, if you watch our vlogs uh, that you've seen them before, they've been, they're the Jurgies. They're traveling, our full time RV traveling family. We love them. They're good friends of ours. And Bryce is in town. Nellie's out of town. So Bryce is joining us. And uh, Nellie's going to be on future podcasts. But for now, we're going to have Bryce with us answering some of your guys' questions for taking sides. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's roll the intro. Hey everyone, you're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining. So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Uh, today, Ashley said I was like, I did Lex go on the vlog and she's like, you're just like, you're poking the sky. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. We need to break this down for Bryce just so he understands yes. how this whole process works. To paint a picture, Dallin right now is manning the computer. He's the one who finds the emails. He just brings up the latest one that was sent in and we just go down the list. Well, it's, we just mix it all up because there's so many. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, essentially, I don't know what Dallin does, but he finds the emails. <laughs> there's hundreds. Uh -huh. And then he'll read it. And then me, Bryce, Dallin, will all give our unqualified advice, whether you're asking a question, whether you're sharing a story, whether you're asking for advice in an argument, whatever it is, we will give you, we will take sides. Our two cents, our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Sound good, yes, Bryce? I'm excited. Yep. Bryce has been married for how long? Uh, five years, last week. Sweet. Congrats. Thank you. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Ash and I have been married for like five and a half years. I didn't know we'd been married longer than you guys. Oh, yeah. Just Actually, like a few true. months. Yeah. I feel like we're the same age, but then it's like you're a little wiser because you have one more baby, you know? <laughs> so a lot wiser. Are we older than you or younger than you? I, How old are you? I'm 28. Thir okay. I'm older. You're older. Dang. Yeah. Oh. It's okay. How old so are you? 31. 31. Wow. Crazy, right? You're okay. 30. We're so little. <laughs> <laughs> people are watching this just rolling their eyes or listening to it why because we're like wow 30 <laughs> <You oldie. laughs> all right cool so people writing in are either married or in a relationship or they just write about their roommates or, or their, their in-laws anything going on um, but it's mainly just centered around relationships cool yeah so cool all right let's dive into our first one this one is going to be talking about religion in the relationship you guys ready nice mm -hmm. yes okay she says hey guys i just want to say i love you and your family watching and listening to you across all platforms has brought me a lot of joy and comfort well thank you this is my issue i am religious and have been my entire life my boyfriend of almost two years is not and has never been but he respects my religion and supports my decisions that's good i love him dearly and me and him live together with my family also being religious has been a struggle because they have basically shunned and judged me for my relationship. Ugh. Man. 
What would you do or what advice do you have? Thank you so much. I can tell you what I did. What? So our situation was my family knew that I had dated a boy for a little bit and that he had broken my heart. It's not religion, but then when Dallin came back into my life and wanted to like pursue a relationship, my family was kind of like, are you sure you want to do this? And I literally said to them, if you mess this up for me, I will not be a part of your family anymore. Wow. And like, I knew they wouldn't, but I was just putting the vibe out there. Like I chose Dallin and you need to support me in this. And like, they're obviously cool. They're not, they didn't shun Dallin or anything, Uh but I think you kind of just need to stand up for your spouse, stand up for your partner who you chose. So like, so that they know that you're on their side. Yeah. They need to Mm -hmm. see that from you. They're kind of looking to you and they're like, if you're projecting worry and concern, they're obviously going to have your back. Mm Mm-hmm. And, but if you're like super confident in in this and you put their minds at ease and say, I got this, I feel good about this. I am praying about this. And like, please don't judge me because that's what Jesus teaches. He spent time with everyone and loved everyone. So yeah, no matter their standing or their beliefs. Even just like aside from religion, I totally agree with what you said, but the loneliest place a person can be is like when they're visiting their significant other's family and they feel rejected. Yeah. Yeah. It's really a hard place to be. And and you're right too about like when Nellie and I were dating, who's not here, she's not here right now. But uh, I remember I invited her to a big family trip that we had. And uh, I got comments from some of my siblings saying, okay, is this something we should invest in? Like they're like, cause we, I, I dated other people before and those relationships didn't end up in marriage. And they're like, we don't want to like invest getting too close to this person unless it's real. And I noticed a change in them when I made a stand and said, yes, I, this, I love this girl. This is going places. I would love if you invested and got to know her and that made the experience so much better. But if they were standoffish, I know this isn't about religion, but it applies. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they wouldn't fully give themselves and it would have made for a miserable experience for Nelly, I think, or even just not as good. Yeah. I think this question is more about boundaries than it is about religion. And I think as the as the like the relative to the family who isn't accepting your significant other you need to set some hard boundaries that like demand respect and kindness like you don't have to love them and you don't have to be their bosom friend but you need to respect my significant other or i can't i'm not i don't want to come around with them if you're just gonna shun them like that's that's unacceptable behavior yeah for real um I'm like, I have an uncle and my aunt, I think I've talked about them before, but my aunt is a member of our church and my uncle wasn't and she married him and just had pure love and they just really, really loved each other for who they were. And my uncle, like she married him with no like secret motive to try to get him to join the church or anything, but like he met with the missionaries and eventually like years into their relationship, he just felt the love of God and really loved his wife and loved her unconditional love for him regardless of his religion or lack thereof. And he eventually ended up joining our church. And that's not like, that's how everything is going to go, but it just goes to show that unconditional love is goes first and foremost. Yeah. If you're wanting, like you're wanting results before you give that unconditional love, it doesn't really ever work out that way. You should give that regardless. And then their best self will come forward. Yep. So just take a stand with your family and show them that you love and respect him and and you expect them to do the same. Um, because that's what family does. Yeah. And I don't, understand it really like the shunning i mean i know it's there That's like unless it's some extreme religion i don't know that christ did the exact opposite of that he welcomed 
everybody regardless I think differences of their are really scary but maybe just, they're basing it on a past experience too like i don't know obviously they want her to have the family religion relationship yeah that yeah. she can uh-huh yeah but god doesn't judge you till the last day so you shouldn't either you know well that was that's a good liner eh? yeah yeah that's that's i have to I, refer to, I say that to myself often because I can be hard on myself sometimes. Like God doesn't judge me until the last day. I don't want to judge anybody else until the last day. Either. I'm not going to judge anybody else, period. Or only yourself, God can. yeah. Or yourself. Uh-huh. Use that line on them. Okay, good luck. And really hope that this works out for the best. Shall we move on? Okay, here we go. This no, one no is... No one answered. I guess <laughs> <Yes>. we will. <laughs> yes, Dallin. <laughs> All right. This is from Jessica. Hey, Dallin and Ashley. I am fairly new to watching your vlogs and listening to your podcast, but I love your adorable family. Well, thanks, Jessica. I am marrying my fiance in January on the 26th. Awesome. Congrats. I am so excited. We have an amazing relationship, but we both work quite a bit and our schedules don't always match up to be able to go on a classic, quote, date night. I've heard you guys say before that you would do at-home dates, so I'm wondering if there's a few go-tos that are tried and true. We usually just end up eating takeout and watching a movie on the couch until we fall asleep, but that's getting kind of old and losing the specialness of having a date. Thank you for being such a positive light on my news feed. Well, that's really nice. Thanks, Jessica. Our pleasure. What did So Dallin and I used to work a lot. I mean, we still work a lot. We used to work in separate jobs a lot. Uh When we first got married, I was a a teacher. So I was at school from between 6.30 to basically 6 or 7, like a wow, long time. Wow, you're a dedicated teacher. Yeah, yeah. she it was. It was more just like fear of being unprepared when the children arrived. <laughs> and then Dallin would work, he would go to school full, full time and then he worked at the bank from, you would get home at 7, Yeah, I guess. So we had nights, but you can't really do much at night. We would go to the gym together. I guess there's not kids involved. So you guys have the world is, the your, world oyster. is your oyster. <laughs> you guys like once kids, it's it like, forget about it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like you guys should get out and do some stuff. You guys are, don't have kids right now. Like shoot. Once you're both off work, even if it's later, find a restaurant that's open late, go find to a like late a movie, find a place. Ashley and I, we would go to the gym that's open till like midnight or lifetime fitness or other gyms are open 24 hours. I kind of hated it then, but I reminisce about it now. Yeah. We would like tune into the same station and watch the presidential debates while Uh we're doing the elliptical and stuff. Just laugh. Yeah. Um, Wait, I got to ask, why do you reminisce now? Is that, what did you love about it? Because now I just long to go to the gym with (laughs) Dallin. Yeah. And we're finally like trying, we're finally starting to do it again. Now it's, it's like really, 8 30, 9, maybe even 9 30 before. It's like both the most romantic thing we do all day. Going to the gym together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say I'm kind of a, like a homebody. So I like to find places outside of my home where I feel at home. I don't know if you've watched like Gilmore Girls, like they have the restaurant they always go to. Find like a place if there's somewhere close by that you could walk to from your house without making a big trip if it's late at night like a soda shop or a gas station and go for a walk to get a soda from the gas station or, or an ice cream or an ice cream. Another thing Ash and I love to do is nickel cades, <laughs> super cheap and really, really yes. fun. Just win really surprises. Fun. What did you and Nelly do? We actually went to nickel kid recently and uh, we didn't play any games cause it was so packed. They were like, let's go do something else. But we were excited to do it. But yeah. it's like we're going to go back. Yeah. It, it gets you in that kid mode. I think too, with that, like, um, so we've been on this 50 state tour in our RV, right? And mm-hmm. we're doing epic things and going to beautiful places. But it honestly, we were actually just talking about this. We haven't really had a date night during that whole time. 
where it was set aside as like, hey, this is our time to be together and to to date, you know? Uh-huh. And so even though we've been in really cool, like all of our bucket list places in the United States, it, because it wasn't set aside, it didn't have that novel, I think, united kind of giddy feeling that a, a date could have. So I think if you just set it up where it's, hey, we're going to separate us from our routine, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. That's important to do. Yeah. Down. And it doesn't have to be big. Uh-uh. Like one of my favorite like memories of college, I had this group of friends and we would get together and play speed. And we had like a huge competition and scores were being kept. A card and game. Yeah. Like, and we just, it was a really fun thing that we would do together and we were all busy studying and we all had jobs, but we would come together every once in a while at night and play speed or a different card game, or we would just make ice cream sundaes or make a milkshake. Dal and I just try and, oh, on a fun date, what we do is treat yourself night. Where if we don't have a lot of time (laughs) and you don't have to have a lot of money either, you can set a budget and be like, okay, you have $10 and I have $10 and you just go to the grocery store and you get to treat yourself. Or a store, like a clothing store or like Target or a restaurant. restaurant. And you just kind of buy the things you wouldn't usually buy if you were being responsible. For example, when we go to Harmon's on treat yourself night, we just go to the bakery aisle and we get all the... (laughs) like fun patisseries the and sushi aisle. Yeah. Or oh, sushi, nice. like fun things. And then yeah. you take it all home and you kind of have like a mukbang mm-hmm. and you treat yourself. Yeah. There's other, there's like subscription boxes to like date night or something. I haven't ever done that one. What was the one we did where we got one box? It was a sex box. <laughs> How Fantasy was it? box or Fantasy something? Box. Fantasy box. Yeah. There's one. We, we stopped that after be the done first in the one. home. That yeah. Could be done there. They were actually really good. It was cool. I just, Cause it's like, I they, just wasn't ready. I just had a baby. I wasn't ready. Yeah. <laughs> it's any like a questionnaire and some things and uh, it, was it just makes fair, it, makes it, it creative. It, and it sends it, you a new at home date once a month and it's games, all kinds of games. <laughs> yeah. Just let your imagination Themes. go. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's kind of, I've heard so, good things. We only did one box, but it was a good box. Right. So are you the same where like, if, if it's too monotonous, like if you're doing the same thing, like she's saying, it's getting old watching uh, movies or TV at night and then falling asleep. You, you need something just a little, at least for me and Nelly, like we like, if you can make something unique in it. Because the goal of a successful date for us is like, oh, if you learn something new or it's just like, we just got out of the norm, just broke out of the norm and had fun. Yeah. Dallin and I had a really fun date where we ordered HelloFresh boxes and we had a cook-off. So it was, it was you separate. Yeah. Didn't like we, ha- cool. we had two meals in our HelloFresh box and we had a cook-off and we like judged it and tasted it and ate it. I think a really fun date would be to watch the Great British Baking Show and try and make <laughs> what they're making. Yeah. One of the things. I think that'd be really fun. Watch Bob Ross try to paint it. There you go. Uh-huh. The possibilities are endless. One. We got a paint by number one time. Oh. <sighs> That's only like an eighth of the way done. I was still. We trying to finish that thing. <laughs> we did it for, it took weeks though to get what we got done. It was, a, it turns out it was a highly detailed paint by number Thousands that you ordered. Thousands of numbers. <laughs> so many <laughs> tiny little, little drop of paint here. Uh-huh. That's okay. a few date nights. Check yeah. that. Uh-huh. So man, just get creative and uh, hopefully we've given you some ideas that you guys might have fun with together. There's a really cool marriage podcast called One Extraordinary Marriage that talks a lot about marriage and how to keep your marriage an extraordinary marriage. That might have some good ideas. I, their oh. website has a lot of good date ideas. That's a great suggestion. And then another thing I love doing is finding free intro courses to stuff. Like or like we went and did a karate lesson once because it was free and it was intro and we, neither of us had done that. 
and Nelly, <laughs> Nelly, it was actually really fun. She was nervous, so we brought one of her best friends as well. And they were making, they were joking about it so much that the sensei looked at me and was like, are you guys serious about this? And, and I was like, no. <laughs> well, I was like, yes. And I like had to really deliver that night. And yeah. it, it was really fun because it was new. One time we found a free scuba diving course. Like you can go and get your intro certification and we didn't finish it, but we just went that one time. There's so many things that do it free to get an intro and it's cool. new. So it sets you out of your comfort zone. Man, some more good ideas. Okay. Hopefully those help. That was fun. Okay, moving on. After a quick break from our sponsors, thank you to our sponsors. Oh, we do another fun date where it's you can't say no night. Where some because oh. sometimes part of going on a date that's sometimes so it's, hard, it's brought down to the, like the common denominator. You know, like down and you kind of go say out something. and don't try new things. But like on this night, go on. Like. It's hard because sometimes Down will have an idea and I'll just say, no, like that doesn't sound fun. I don't want to do that. I don't want to eat there. Uh -huh. But on You Can't Say No Night, one of us has to say yes to every idea that the other person has. Yeah. So like no matter what, there's no, no one's going to stop anything from happening. I love the, my, my, when it's my, we haven't done that in a while. Let's do it again sometime. I know. Okay. Tomorrow night. All right. Next one from Abby. Okay. Hi, Dylan and Ashley. I just want to begin with saying that I love that you are so real. Thank you for being someone I can listen to for marriage advice and not feel like a complete failure as a wife. Well, that is refreshing to hear. Thank we you, Abby. We are doing our job. I'm really glad you feel that way. That's that's our goal. So, All right. Here, here's my question, she says. My husband and I recently got married in June. Cool. That's the month Congrats. we got married. Mm -hmm. We met in college, both close to our hometowns, but earlier this year, he got accepted to a job near Columbus. Sweet. Ohio? Uh-huh. Columbus, Ohio. About four hours away from both of our families. Hmm. He moved to Ohio at the beginning of 2019. And I moved after the wedding. My mother-in-law was not in favor of us moving so far away. She constantly is calling and messaging us saying that she is miserable without us, trying to convince us that we are miserable without her. Huh. Mm. She forces other family members to message us saying that we should move home. No, that's not healthy. It sounds like she's putting her happiness on you. Nobody should do that. Sounds like she's trying to manipulate yeah. you. Yeah. She also feels that we should travel home twice a month on the weekends. We are not on call. We do not want to move home considering we both landed a really amazing jobs and we love our new community and want to start raising our family here. Please help okay. from Abby. Feel free to use my name. So is her so. mom alone at home? Like no kids, no husband? She, she doesn't say. It's uh, mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Constantly calling and messaging us and, and like trying to manipulate them to come home. First emotionally. Off, you don't need to go home if you don't want to go home. It's your guys' life. It's not yeah. your job to make sure that you go home two weekends every month. I'm a big fan of moving away too when you first start off because then you only have each other to rely on. It's good to have the family support, but you'll have situations that you don't have anyone else to turn to but your spouse, and that's a good thing. Our yeah. first year of marriage, we lived in Columbus, in Columbus Ohio, Ohio, and our families lived in Georgia and Utah, and I thought it would be really hard. But it was some of our happiest times. We had so much it fun. It was almost. It was also our honeymoon phase, but still. I feel like when you get married, you're so you're tied so tightly to each of your pers like personal families. It's a big shift. It's a big yeah tie to cut. Not that you cut it, but you change the relationship because you're not living with them anymore. Your number one also all of a sudden they're becomes not, your spouse. Yeah, they're not your number one, and it was really almost a weight off of our shoulders to just not have that pressure. And to, just be each other's people. To with. please anyone but ourselves. 
yeah, it was really fun. And it seems like you guys are feeling that you said you have amazing jobs. You love your new community. You want to start raise your family there. That's, that's awesome that it's, you found your place sometimes too. It's hard and to you feel, feel like, guilty about that. Yeah. And it's hard to feel like a grown up sometimes when you're just newly married and in college, at least for me. And it was easy to go into a new community. And all they knew of me was that I was just a married woman, like with mm-hmm. a job and a career. I wasn't like little Ashley from down the street or yeah. a cute college Ashley. Mm-hmm. So I was immediately seen just as a fresh like, reputation. Yeah. And it was, it was again, just like a very fresh feeling to, cause you're starting over in your personal life to, to start over in a, in your like social life almost. So what would you say if your mom was saying this to you? Like, how would you say, cause that's my mom says that said that to me my whole life. Yeah. And I never moved back because well, for multiple reasons. How did you deal with it though? I mean, it was hard. It was, she didn't, she wasn't saying it because she was trying to manipulate me. She honestly missed us and she wanted our family to be together. Just like how I would want George and James to live by us. Uh-huh. But I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's hard. not an easy conversation it's, to have. It's definitely a guilty conversation. What if you uh, send him a postcard? Like a fun or a letter, because then it makes it like that's a reward you can't get if you do live by them. Send yeah. them a letter. I would be very like passive aggressive, or I don't know what the word is. I wouldn't breach the topic. I would mostly make up excuses if I were them and be like, "Oh, I can't because of my work. Uh, we can't travel this. Like, don't well, like, share don't, your schedule. Just like they shouldn't make you responsible for their happiness. Like they have their own life and you have your own life and like real family members should be happy for your happiness. Mm-hmm. Like you guys seem really happy in your new place and found sweet jobs. That's so cool. I know, but essentially they're not. So if they have access to too much information, like your work schedule, don't share that information. True. And if like when you're in despair, you need a light at the end of the tunnel. So just plan a, like a fun thing two months from now or three months from now. So anytime it's brought up, you're like, yeah, we're so excited to see you in January. That's a good idea. And then there's, you're always ending on a positive note. Gives them something to look forward to. Yeah. Just like we're not coming out next weekend. Or yeah. Like, oh, yeah. but if you of, can sorry. talk about the tri- big trip coming up in Christmas or yeah. January, February. Cause that's a big drive to make twice. Yeah, that is. A month. Twice a month. Yeah. Eight hour round trip. If I was like a college girl, maybe I would do it. I didn't, but maybe I would. Yeah. So you like, you know, your family best in, and just. Find a way to nicely say, I'm not responsible for your happiness and we are really happy here and please be happy for me and don't make me feel guilty for this beautiful life that we're making together. Yeah. Say we're trying to settle in. It's hard to make new friends when we're traveling. You just really could use your support right now. There. (laughs) See you in January. I'm way excited. Yeah. See you in January. Really excited. (laughs) Cool. Good luck with that, Abby. And congrats on your, on your new life you're building and your amazing jobs that you landed. That's really, really, really cool. Good job. All right. Let's go to a voice message, shall we? Yes. And this is a holiday one. The okay. Holidays coming up. I love the holiday ones in a way that makes me really stressed out and nervous. <laughs> that kind of love. All right, here we go. This is from Teresa. Hey, Dashleys, what's going on? My name's Teresa, and this question is in regards to Christmas. About four years ago, my husband and I moved about four hours away from three of our four sets of parents. Yes, they are all divorced, so we have four houses to hit up every holiday season. One parent is local, which is super convenient, and we don't have to stress out about seeing them. However, the other three are never happy. 
we only have a short amount of time while we're in town visiting and so they all want to see us on the same day they all want to spend all this time with us they all want us to eat all of this food and it's just becoming a burden for us and we are starting to not enjoy it as much none of them have ever made the effort to come see us over christmas and we don't know what to do to try to break the cycle or to try to make it more enjoyable. So any help would be very much appreciated. Thanks, guys. Uh, this essentially was the problem. Is that where they of, want to go to Fiji? Yeah. Fiji. No, they, that's I'm coming home for Christmas. Okay, yeah, but they. Or I'll they, be home for Christmas. With JTT. Um, Never mind. They skip Christmas every year because they have that same problem. They're both their parents are divorced, and it's so much of a crazy race to get to everyone that they don't enjoy christmas so they finally just decided to skip christmas yeah and then they don't it doesn't work out i would just not it's like then this is another example of parents making their kids responsible for their happiness i would just i mean i know a lot of people who are older than us like who live in our neighborhood i've been talking to all of our neighbors about christmas and a lot of them have said we used to travel it got to be too much. And now we just tell everyone we don't travel for the holidays. You can come see us if you want to. But, and we'll host dinner. We'll do anything. We're hosting Thanksgiving. We're hosting Christmas dinner. You can come see us. It's kind of hard us. when they're all divorced from each other and remarried or, or but not. If you make an effort, you can like, you can have, I know a, one of the teachers I worked with, she always threw a Thanksgiving breakfast because no, she wanted to let her kids go. She didn't want to be, it up to be a fight so she would just say my thing is thanksgiving breakfast you guys can go wherever you want like it's not a hassle if they try or if they really want it uh-huh you could do a thing a christmas eve thing or they could come see her like they're grown-ups they can drive yeah for real so just like kind of level the playing field a little bit and like just like the expectation it seems like has been you always go and visit them and and you are responsible for their happiness and they'll be super sad if you don't go just be like, look, we're grown adults too. We love you, but like, here's what we're doing this year. You're welcome to join if you want to. If you, we, you can come down on this day. Yeah. What it, do you think? Yeah. And even just be like, hey, when's a good time to FaceTime you guys on Christmas? Cause we're staying home this year, but we really want to see you and whatever. I don't know. Or just don't, it's kind, it's really hard to try and do four different houses in yeah, one that's day. Crazy. Yeah. I don't think kinda, I've ever visited. Just kind of open people. it up and be like, look, here's <laughs> our situation. Yeah. Here's a situation. It's not realistic. Like ask for their advice. Maybe what do you think we should do? And, and like, if you give it to them, like, and they're thinking rationally, they'll be like, man, that's, that is kind of a lot on your guys's plate and yet they can sense your stress. And if they really love you, they'll be like, man, here, well, here's what I think we should do. Maybe we could go a different day. Maybe we could work this out. Maybe, and just like kind of tell them, like, be, get real with them. Uh, John Mayer says, life's too short to keep playing the game. Mm. You know, you guys are playing this game right now. We're trying to please everybody. And you're not really pleasing anybody, least of all yourselves Dallin, on Christmas. Like Dallin and I have found it's hard to enjoy the holiday. Like it's hard for me if, if I'm at my family's house on Thanksgiving, it's hard to enjoy like the full holiday and feel and feel like you've had all of the holiday experiences that you want to have if you're cutting it short halfway through and then driving to Dallin's family's house. Mm -hmm. So we we don't. This is our first year trying not to split time. So we're just choosing. Like, 
So we're doing Ashley's the entire day. And then my family's coming down the next day. Yeah. And next year we'll do Dallin's family the entire day or weekend, whatever, we whatever if they might do a trip. So we're not, Dallin's not going to miss out on any trip time. And this year I'm not going to miss out on the day before baking and the game that we play that night or whatever. If my grandparents do a program or something, Yeah. no, like no one's going to be missing out. Yeah. I saw a funny tweet that was like Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm actually looking at it right now. Thanksgiving and Christmas should be six months apart. Absurd to see those people again so soon. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> Having to make the trip back and forth. But Nellie and I, we do that one year. So every year we swap. So this year's her parents for Thanksgiving and then mine for Christmas. And then we'll swap next year. My family for Thanksgiving, hers for Christmas. Cool. But that works because they don't live in the same state. This is obviously different, but. Yeah, this is more, this is definitely more complex with four different groups. So you just got to get real with them and be like, look, this is the expectation. It's not working for us. We're so stressed. Like, let's work something out here or we're just going to stay home and not see anybody. Or just host. And if they want to be mad at each other and not see you because they're so mad at each other, then that's their issue. Yeah. yeah. You guys deserve to be happy on Christmas too. You yeah. could say, well, this, this parent's taking us to Hawaii this year and then they're all going to want to take you on an exotic trip the following years and then maybe and just one up each other. <laughs> no, that's not a good thing to do. Yeah. I love the idea of holidays at home and yeah. I love the idea of host, like you guys travel a ton right now to visit mm -hmm. people, but, but eventually we're going to have a, yeah. yeah. And just say, be so welcoming and, and so hospitable and invite them. And if they don't want to come, that's on them instead of on you. Yep. Yeah. All right. Shall we do one more? Uh-huh. Okay. This one is diving into, uh, well, the subject line is, I am a highly sensitive person. Okay. You guys ready? What's her name? Hi, Liz. Liz. I'm Ashley. <laughs> Let's be friends. <laughs> oh, likewise. All right. Hi. I love you so much. All of your content is so entertaining and enjoyable. My name is Liz, and I'm a night shift nurse living outside of D.C. I lived in Nashville before my partner Jake asked me to move here with him a year ago. We've only been together two years now. He is the first partner man I've ever lived with, and it's been a year of growth, to say the least. <laughs> wow. Jake is the love of my life, and he feels the same, but we're having communication issues. Welcome to marriage. <laughs> I get anxious and upset about the craziest things, and I try to tell him that I just need space to be upset without blaming anyone, but he doesn't get it and takes it personally, and then he gets upset. He's a fixer. Yeah, but most men are. I'm Sometimes a fixer. you just experience emotion. Uh, we'll, we'll just, <laughs> let's just dive right into all the things that we've learned. <laughs> Should we finish it first? Yeah. So yeah. I do research. This is when I found out I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm very empathetic so I can sense feelings and anticipate the needs of everyone around me. That's, that's a definitely, um, that's like a, a very strong, uh, quality of introverts. They're really able to do that. That's like a strength of introverts. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know I can't, ex okay. I know I can't expect this of Jake. So I try to tell him how to help me. And somehow this is asking too much. So my question, how do I get him on the same page as me? I want to transparent. I want to be transparent. I want to him to see how hard I try to communicate effectively. I research, I go to therapy. Jake doesn't do any of that. And then he gets upset when I suggest or more often tell him how to do things. Our I, I believe he is an empathetic, sensitive person too. Just not in tune with his emotions or as perceptive as me. Thanks in advance. Keep on being awesome, kind, honest people that you are. This might be a, a game changer for you. Our therapist on our first day talking to him said that he as a like as a general life rule never offers advice unless someone asks for advice. So all of this stuff with Jake, maybe don't try and fix him or try and help him. Jake's the one trying to fix her. No, I thought he was trying 
he didn't like when she tries to give him advice on how to like express himself or yeah she says she needs space without blaming and then but he doesn't get it and takes it personally so he i think he tries to fix her but then also she does tell him what she needs like you need to do this for me yeah so you can make loving requests but uh but you can't be you can't criticize him also there are green light moments and red light moments so don't try and teach him about you or teach him how to help you when you're having a really emotional moment or where he's defensive. Yeah. Well, here's Jake sounds a lot like me. Okay. So here's what I had to learn. And this is hard because Jake probably won't listen to this. But if you are listening, Jake, awesome. What's up? I'm Dallin and I sound a lot like you <laughs> and I've learned a lot of things because Ashley sounds a lot like Liz and here's what I have learned so far and I'm still working on it, but it's helped. So, Emotional intimacy is very, very important and you can't be emotionally intimate if you just try to fix things or say, stop feeling like that. This is why you shouldn't feel like that. You should feel like this. Or stop feeling like that. When you feel like that, it makes me feel like this. Yeah. Taking it personally. Um, instead, you just need to give them space to feel their own feelings and not try to fix anything. All they want is to be heard and they want you to say, wow, that must be so hard. Or, wow, I can see how you would feel that way. Or, huh, it tell me more about that. so dumb, but we did an exercise with our therapist. And I was, I mean, like, Dallin and I were both crying, I think, by the end of it. Just I, to, I was just, like, awestruck. Just at, to feel heard and to feel like I wasn't crazy. Because that's usually what it gets to. Like, you're crazy for feeling this way. Yeah, he and, said, here's the thing. He says emotional intimacy is kind of like passing a volleyball back and forth. You'd pass it over the net by saying, I'm feeling this way. I feel is the key word. Not you're making me this. It's I feel this way. And then they toss the ball back when they validate your feeling. Which doesn't necessarily Which doesn't mean, mean agreeing. You can definitely validate something you don't agree with. It's simply saying, I see how you would feel that way. Or I'm Man, so sorry that's happened I'm so to sorry you. that's going on. Tell me more about that. Or that must be so hard. Or... Or it seems like you're having a really hard time or it seems like you're mad about that. Or you should feel that way. That's really hard. That's totally any normal person would feel that way or um, anything like that. I would feel the same way if I were you like anything. And then you're passing the volleyball back and then they're like, yeah, and this, uh, this is going on too. Or yeah. And that led me to feel this or think this, they pass it back and you're like, man, that makes sense. Like, like, um, and so what does that mean for this? Or like, can I do anything for you or tell me more about it or anything like that? But if, in if when they toss that volleyball over to you, the proverbial volleyball, you say, that's dumb. Or why do you see, you shouldn't feel that way. They were just doing this or here's what you need to do. Like, it's just, you kind of just drop the ball. You drop the proverbial volleyball and emotional intimacy is gone. And you're not friends. And you're not friends. Ashley, is that making sense? Oh, I was waiting for them to answer, but they're not. Liz isn't here to oh. answer. At the moment. But so Ashley, then is it like, have you ever had it where Dallin has asked you bluntly, is this a moment to just listen or to answer? Or would that tick you off if he asked that? Does that make sense? I think, no, he's never asked that. I don't think it would tick me off. Because I, uh, I, I, I'm the same way, Dallin, where I, it, and it's not like I'm like annoyed and I'm like, Oh, stop complaining. It's not that I'm annoyed at all, but I just want to help Nellie and know that I'm 
helping her as her husband. Uh And so sometimes if we're just talking and there's no solution being brought up, it's like, I'm not helping her. But if I locate in my mind, like this is a time where we're just going to, the only goal here is just to connect emotionally and not solve anything. Then usually Nellie solves it on her own anyway. That's what he said. Our therapist said that he's like 80, 85% of problems are solved just when somebody's able to express how they're feeling about it. Yeah. Uh Which is crazy to me because I feel like I need to solve it by solving it. Yeah. Same. And it, and it, uh, yeah, I, I still struggle though. I have to catch myself and be like, no, tell myself internally, no Bryce, this is a time where all you need to do is just connect emotionally uh-huh. and that's succeeding. It's well, hard on Bryce both sides. It. It's I don't, me forever I don't. to get that. Nelly's going to hear this and be like, you're not good. <laughs> <laughs> Nelly, this is why Nelly needs to be. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think Dallin's hardest part and maybe Jake's hardest part is uh, Dallin would see me not being happy or me being sad or mm-hmm. just being, having a problem. And he would feel like he was a failure if, because of my yep, feelings. That's for me too. Yeah. I would and take things personally really easily. Like, well, I must not be a good enough husband if you're feeling this way. And it got to the point where I was annoyed. Dallin would be, and I was the same way with some of Dallin's feelings. His feelings would annoy me. And I just wouldn't want him to have those feelings anymore because of the way they made me feel. And I, and Dallin, the same thing. And then I felt like Ashley didn't understand me and I felt like I was alone. Right. And the same thing with, I had, there's so, there were like fights over years that never got fixed because. Just because we're not listening to each other. We're trying to fix each other. Mm -hmm. Or we're just getting offended at feelings. And then you feel like they don't understand you just because of that. And that's a big problem. Yeah. So expressing yourself is one thing, but also being able to listen to his side or him listen to your side and not take it personally. Uh Uh-huh. I know Liz didn't ask me this. This is a question for you guys. But when she says, I want to be transparent, I want him to see how hard I try to communicate. I research. She says, and I, she says he gets upset when I suggest things. That's what I meant. Yeah. When I said the, that first thing that I said. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Cause I, I get the vibe too that, I don't know, I could be wrong, Liz, but maybe you're only bringing up things he should do when he's done something wrong. Like, I don't know if you ever bring up, I really loved that you did that. Thank you. Things that he's doing right. Yeah. Or just don't offer advice unless he's asking for marriage mm-hmm. advice. Yeah. Cause he's probably, or not marriage. You're not married, but you're essentially a partnership. He's not mm-hmm. asking for that. And he's probably trying his hardest. So when you're c- kind of t- trying to teach him things, I don't, he doesn't want you to be his teacher. He wants you to be his partner. Our therapist said there should be a five to one ratio, five positive things you point out, positive affirmations. Thank you. Thank you. Notice this. That meant a lot to me to one, to one, um, request or like a loving request or, or, uh, like asking for something to change or pointing out something that you wish was different. But only in a green light moment, right? Is that what you meant by yeah. red light, green light moments? Yeah, yeah, like not a fight. Not when emotions are heated and Maybe have a family meeting and talk about your love languages and your, like have a couple's inventory and talk about where you are as a couple and is there anything I can be doing for you? And then he can ask in a safe place, is there anything I can be doing for you? And maybe just make some goals as couples together. Okay, well, this was a very complex thing that we tried to explain very briefly. Also, we suck at this. And we're trying to do this ourselves still. <laughs> this is why we go like, to therapy once it's, a week. It's uh, being okay with their emotions and to validate their emotions and feelings is to validate and respect the person. And It's okay to have different feelings. It's okay to have different feelings and you don't have to take them personally. And the key word here to not criticize the other person is to start it off by saying, I feel. 
you can, you can say anything after you say, I feel because it gives the other person space to say, man, I'm sorry. I didn't want you to feel that way. Or yeah, that's accurate. But if you just say you're doing this and that's making me so mad or whatever, yeah, no then dice. it's not giving them, it's not leaving them any space to, it's not giving them any room to breathe. It's just like, you've just labeled them. You just made a declarative statement as fact. But when you say, I feel this way, that's totally fine. Nobody can get offended at how you're feeling. And then maybe follow up with, is that true? Is that mm-hmm. what you meant? Yeah. Like I like when you guys, like, sorry, oh, go ahead. In your, one of your podcasts where you said the story I'm telling, the story I have in my head yeah. is that this is happening. The story I'm making up in my yeah. head right now is this, is that accurate? David, we interviewed David. Love that guy. And he said, um, he said nine times out of 10, he's wrong. The story in his head is wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyways, there's a space in between you. I mean, there should be a space. Dallin and I don't really have it yet between <laughs> it's very feeling a feeling like feeling reacting. hurt or threatened or like you're about to have an emotion. And before your big angry explosion or your big sad explosion, having a moment of pause and just figuring out the, if, if, if the story is true. Yeah. And it sounds like obviously he's got some strong feelings too. What if you just took a second Liz and you were like, tell me how you're feeling. I want to just understand how you're feeling. Make sure I, I hear you first. Like, and what if, what if you even got out a pen and notebook and wrote it down? That's what John Gottman does. The writer of, of the seven habits or Liz, seven we've never done marriage. that. Never done that. But and I don't I really want you to feel like mountains. we're talking down to you. There was a fight. There that. was a fight that happened a little bit ago where I was like, just tell me how that, how you're feeling. I just want to make sure I understand how you're feeling before I, On our walk. I talked correctly. It was a few days ago. And I was like, oh, see, I get it. Okay. Well, I'm really sorry about that. I definitely didn't mean to make you feel this way. This is the approach. That, this is where I was coming from. And you were kind of like, oh, okay. And it just kind of diffused the whole situation when I listened to you completely first. And I understood your side before I tried to tell you all my feelings. And, and it just really, really, really helped. So it sounds like he's got some pretty strong feelings. Like just ask him how he's feeling first and make sure you understand it and repeat it back to him and make sure he's feeling heard because that lowers walls faster than than anything else. Mm-hmm. Usually mm-hmm. you think being defensive and trying to prove your point will lower the walls because like logic will work. Logic doesn't work until emotions are, are there, you know, and your brain yep. isn't in fight or flight mode. That's true. You got to feel safe. You got to feel safe before logic and your, and your frontal cortex is kicking in and thinking rationally. Cool. Cool. So Man, cool. we've covered all sorts of bases today. This is fun. Hopefully, Bryce, what do you think about Taking Sides podcast? I'm just motivated to be a better husband. <laughs> yeah. So, See, this is my own therapy. I here. just like uh, yeah. it because no one, like no one's alone in their issues. Yeah. yeah. That's why Dallin and I started this because for so long we thought we were just the only couple failing. And then we got so many emails from you guys that this is so relaxing to me to be like, ah, oh, so many other people feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And it's just awesome. And, and apparently from the feedback we've gotten today, other people feel the same. So really, really glad that this podcast is blessing lives and helping other people realize they're not alone and learning some tips and tricks for their own relationships. Cool. Cool. Okay guys, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. Go join us on big little life. We, our last one, we had, um, Natalie Milan. Malin. No, dang it. Natalie Malin. She talked about I how know, she hates she when people mess up her name. <laughs> Malin. Natalie Malin. I, I just, I default to pronouncing things like how Spanish pronounces them. She's just a powerhouse lady. Powerhouse artist, self-employed, She kind of did what husband. everyone thinks is impossible. Like 
All growing up, I heard if you wanted to be an artist, it was impossible. Like you'll be starving and poor and you'll just always regret your decision. Yeah. And she just kicks butt. Like her and her husband are both killing it. As She was on our last episode of taking taking sides too. That was her. So go listen to her whole story on, on big little life as well. If you haven't listened to that yet. And then soon we need to have Nelly along with Bryce on big little life to hear their whole backstory, how they, how they started their like 50 state tour in an RV, their YouTube channel, what they have going right now, building a course, teaching how to travel full time. Living a minimal life. It's super, a lot of cool things going on in their family. And that's why we're a part of this week. I'm finishing the course while she's with family and then we'll be back to see you guys. Sweet. Okay. Well, Bryce, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So glad to have you and have a great, great rest of your day.